Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Oh, I think we can do better than that. I said, how's everybody doing today? Good? Listen, you guys braved the hurricane and got here today. So uh, yeah, you guys should be celebrating Man, welcome to Pensacola, where it's raining one hour and it looks like beach weather in the next. All right, so, man, we are, we are very, very excited uh, to be in the Imagine series, and I'm super pumped about all that's going on today. First of all, uh, AMC is about three weeks away, guys, so for those of you that know, we're moving to the AMC on Bayou. June 2nd is our first Sunday there, so we are pumped about that. And so, uh, man, we just, we, we can't wait for what God is going to do there. Um, and so, man, we're totally looking forward to it. But I, w- I wanted to give you a few things, uh, some details about what's happening over the next few weeks. Uh, we had some people in the 9 o'clock service who were like TC folks, but they had no idea uh, what was happening because they missed the last few weeks. So we wanted to put some of this information in front of you about what is coming uh, this month. And so uh, the first thing we wanted to put in front of you is our Growth Track Fast Pass. Uh, and with our growth track fast pass, we're doing an enti- the entire growth track. We're doing them in one sitting. For those of you that, man, you're like, man, I want to discover my purpose. I want to know what God has for me in my life. Um, and I want to know how he wants to use me to create impact in people. But um, it's just, I just haven't been able to get to growth track. Well, growth track is how we figure that out. See, at TC, we believe that God, uh, number one, he wants you to know himself. We believe God wants every person to take a four-step journey. He wants you to know God find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And, and knowing God is on his end, finding freedom, you find that in relationships, and we, we create opportunities for that through small groups. But discovering purpose sometimes can be the hardest part. Like, why am I here? Why am I on this earth? And so we actually want to help you with that. And Growth Track is the process for figuring that out and then also getting plugged into the opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. So wherever you're at in your journey, I'm going to tell you that God just doesn't just want to do something in your life, he wants to do something through your life to reach other people. And Growth Track Fast Pass is how, one of the ways we can make that happen. So instead of doing four different Sundays, we've got two opportunities that are going to show up Saturday, May 18th at 9 a.m. And then Wednesday, May 22nd at 6.30 p.m. We're doing the whole Growth Track at one time. So you can come Saturday and do the whole Growth Track just in that Saturday morning or that Wednesday night. So for those of you that have been wanting to get in Growth Track, and discover your purpose, and figure out how God wants to use your life to create a difference in other people. These are some great opportunities where you can knock it all out at one time. It's going to be awesome. Then, next is our Imagine offering. And here at TC, we don't harp about money a lot. As a matter of fact, our offerings are pretty low-key. Um, but one of the things that we do twice a year is we take up special offerings. Now, we have the Imagine offering, uh, which is our, it's going to be our first fruits offering in every year. We take up a first fruits offering, and it's following a biblical principle that God gave us in the Old Testament, where he gives us the opportunity to sow financially, and as we do that, God blesses in amazing ways people's lives and their finances, and so we're giving in the Imagine offering, um, and what's going to happen is it's all going towards where we're going at AMC. So we're giving, expecting God to bless us back, but we're also giving towards a cause, which is AMC. The Imagine offering is going to be made. 26th. Uh, and so that Sunday, I want you to bring a special offering. And here's how we do offerings. Tithe, 
We follow the biblical principle that says 10% of what we make is our tithe. But the offering, I always encourage everyone, you ask God what you should give, and you be obedient to whatever he tells you. Whatever he drops in your spirit, you follow that. I'm not going to give you a number. I'll give you the goal, but I'm not going to give you the number. Our goal on May 26th is to raise $35,000. And on May 26th, as we attempt to do that, all of that is the funding going into the AMC. We are spending tons of money to go portable at AMC where we got to set up every week, break down every week. But here's the good part is we already know dozens of people who have said, when you guys get there, I'm coming because I want to see what's happening at Transformation Church. So we already know lives that are going to be changed when we get there. And I want to be a part of sowing into what God is going to do in people's lives. And then lastly, that brings us to our next thing, which is launch day, June 2nd. Yeah, you can give it up. Let's give it up for launch day, June 2nd. And uh, we're super excited. We're going to have two service times at the AMC as well, which will be 9 a.m. and 1030. So, for those of you that are 11 o'clockers, we'll be moving that back to 10.30. So it'll be 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on June 2nd. You can come here if you want to. The doors will be locked and no one else will be here. But you can come if you want to, okay? So we'll all be at the AMC on Bayou. We are so excited uh, about this opportunity. And, man, how God's going to change people's lives. We're so looking forward to it. So, uh, man, we invite you to join in on any part of that you can. If it's Growth Tech Fast Pass, if it's the Imagine Offering, I pray that everyone joins us for that. And then June 2nd, let's watch God transform people's lives. You guys ready for something like that? All right, all right. Turn to your neighbor and say, Imagine. So today we are in the Imagine Series Part 3, and we're also celebrating Mother's Day. So turn to your neighbor and say, Happy Mother's Day. Now, if the person next to you is a guy, don't worry. They need to be reminded, okay? So go ahead and tell them anyways, all right? So well, we are on Mother's Day, which is Part 3. So I have a question for you. What does a prostitute, a liar, an enemy of Israel, an ancestor to a king, a mother, and Jesus, great, 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 grandmother have in common. That was 29 greats, just for the record. I was counting when I was doing that. What do they all have in common? We're going to find out today for Mother's Day. All right, guys. Let's go to Joshua 2, 1 through 5. Take out your sermon notes. Hopefully you got those on the way in the door. And we're looking at a story in the book of Joshua where the people of Israel, which is God's people in the Old Testament, he is bringing them out of captivity, bringing them out of slavery, and he has promised them a land where they're going to go. And so they're on that journey when we see this story take hold, okay? And so Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. So these two men go to Rahab's place, and and when they get there, the king of the nation that they were going to in Jericho finds out that these two spies are there. So he sends the men, and they go to Rahab's house looking for the spies. And when he gets there, Rahab hides them, And then when the men show up, she goes, no, they left already. If you hurry up down the road, you could catch them. So then the king's men take off after the two spies who she said left, but she had hid them. All right, so then they, as they take off, what happens is Rahab steps into her moment. 
And the, the two things that I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you about a destiny created, but the, the sermon for today, how many, how many of you guys have heard the say yes to the dress? Any of y'all ever heard that before? Say yes to the dress? Yeah? All right, moms, I want you to say yes to the stress. Okay? So, hey, anyway, so, um, but we want to talk to you about say yes to the stress, but also I want to talk to you about a destiny created. How many of y'all know, mothers out there, how many of y'all know that motherhood can be stressful? right? Fathers, how many of you know or just assume based on your blind ambition and uh, not really paying much attention that it's probably pretty stressful for them, right? So anyway, so we know that stress, uh, motherhood can be stressful, moms, but we know life can just be stressful, right? But what I want to talk to you about today is a destiny that was created in a moment. You see, in the Imagine series, we've been talking about how we have moments put in front of us. And different moments are unique. And the the uniqueness of a moment can fall into one of these two categories. Either it happens in your life so quickly that it passes by without you noticing, or it can also be something that will change your life forever. What you do with a moment dictates which side of that spectrum you end up on. And so what we want to talk to you about today is a destiny created because oftentimes what you decide in key moments of your life dictate the path and the journey that you'll take. So let's look at it today. A destiny created. See, the first thing that we want to look at with Rahab is that your destiny is tied to your revelation, not your past. Your destiny is tied to your revelation, not your past. You see, for many of us, what happens in our future is directly connected to how we let our past affect where we're going. You see, who we used to be dictates who we'll become in our own minds, doesn't it? How many of us were straight up knuckleheads before we got saved? Come on, somebody. Where we at? All Okay. Liars. All right. I know some of y'all's past and got your hands raised. Okay, so... I said, how many of us, before Jesus interrupted our life, we had some stuff we were dealing with, right? How many of y'all will admit some of us still got stuff we're dealing with? Ayo, okay, very good. Because what happens is all of us come from a life of brokenness and sin that continue to just steal our joy, our time, our peace, right? And what happens is whoever we were in our past, if we're not careful, will dictate who we become in our future, But if you will take advantage of a key moment in your life to not just hear about Jesus, but actually know who he is. See, a revelation of who God is can change the journey for you forever. You see, I I grew up in church, but it wasn't until I recognized the difference between knowing who God was and knowing who God is. See, I knew about God, but it wasn't until I knew who God was that it transformed my life. You see, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that when we step into the hope and the gospel of Jesus, old things are passed away and all things become new. See, it's a revelation of knowing who God is that changes us, not just knowing about God that changes us. But more often than not, we allow ourselves to be defined by who we used to be, not who God has made us. 
You see, if Jesus comes on the scene and old things are passed away and all things become new, that means you get a new opportunity at a new definition and identity in Jesus differently than who you had to be before. And so your destiny is tied to the new you, not the old you. But how many of us don't pursue our destiny because we can't let go of who we used to be? Oh, it's quiet in here today, y'all. I said, how many of us still aren't becoming who God called us to be because we haven't let go of who we used to be? See, God has a destiny. He has a purpose that he wants to release in our lives. But saying yes to the revelation, saying yes to who God is, is how we're going to get there. So Joshua 2, 10 through 11, we actually see Rahab, and the same thing happens for her. So Rahab is talking to the spies, and she says, For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to the Amorite kings, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. And this is the revelation that Rahab had. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. See, it wasn't until Rahab recognized who God really was. She had heard about the God of Israel, the one true God, but it wasn't until it became real to her that it transformed who she was. You see, what we don't read in the text is that Rahab actually becomes the very first non-Israelite Canaanite woman to acknowledge that this God of Israel is the one true God. But it happened not through circumstance, but through revelation. It happened through an understanding of who God was through experience. And so she steps into this place where her revelation is now the defining moment to dictate who she will become, not who she always was. And when are we going to step into key moments of our life where we start pursuing who God wants us to be and stop looking at who we used to be? Next is that your request requires a yes to your moment. Turn your neighbor and say yes. That was pitiful, guys. So turn your neighbor and say yes. Your request requires a yes to your moment. You see, I think too many of us in life are looking to God asking for something, meanwhile not executing on the thing he's asking of us. So I think, I think what happens is God shows up in our life and he says, hey, this is the person that I want you to become. This is the thing that I want you to do. This is the place that I want you to go. This is how I want you to move in life. I want you to create an impact in these people. I want you to become this person. I want you to pursue a life in this arena. And I know you have goals. I know you have ambitions. I know you have things you want to execute in life. You have a career path you're going down. You have a degree you're going after. You have a relationship and a marriage you're pursuing. And none of those things are wrong. But while you're doing those things, I also we want you to be this. And what many of us find ourselves doing is becoming so consumed with what we want that we're neglecting who we need to become. You see, for many people in your sphere of influence, for many people at your job, for many people in your community, the only way they're going to hear the gospel is that you become who God has called you to become. And the sad part is for many of us, We don't take advantage of it because we're too busy pursuing the things of this world that, can I go ahead and tell you something? When we die, we'll never matter. 
Because when we go to heaven, we don't take our degrees, we don't take our careers, we don't take our money. You know what we take with us? People. And so the person that God is calling us to be, it requires saying yes to a key moment. So it's Mother's Day. How many moms, how many of y'all got kids in here? Yeah, see, I asked that in the first service, and they were so confused. They were like, I was like, listen, if you don't know you got a kid, you ain't a mom. Like, what are you doing? So, so mothers who have kids in here, and even fathers, you can relate to this too, right? How many of you give your kids chores? You give them something to do, right? They got to clean this. They got to do that. I grew up with chores. Now, I didn't understand this thing where when you did chores, you got money. That was a new thing on me. I didn't realize, like, if we did chores, it was so we could live till tomorrow. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So, and so we... Did, we had a list of chores we would do, and, and so and, and when we did the list of chores, we were kind of in a good place, right? But how many of you parents have given out the list of chores only to come home and find out none of them had been done? Tell me that's not frustrating, right? Because you sit there going, I know you saw these dishes, and I know you walked through your bedroom but, and were supposed to clean it, but you didn't. I know you saw these dishes you were supposed to do because you added a cereal bowl to it. But you didn't do it, right? Now, let me ask you this. How many of you have had a list of chores for them to do and they didn't do it, but then the next day they show up and they need to borrow $20 because they're going to the mall with their friends? See the all that just sweeped across the crowd right there? Y'all already know where I'm going. How many of y'all know like that $20 is going to be hard to come by, right? You better get out there and cut that grass that just got cut yesterday again, right? You better do something. Empty all these trash cans that are already empty. Why? You, you, had, you had better do something to step into this opportunity to ask, Right? How many of us are coming to the Lord and he's got a list of things he's asking us to become and do? And we're not doing or becoming any of these things, but when we got some requests, we don't have a problem asking. Hey, God, if you, if, if you could help me pay this mortgage this month, that'd be great because we really hit hard times. He's like, well, but you never did any of the things I asked you to do yet. It's like, God, if you, could, if you could help us out with these bills over here, it'd be great because, you know, th- th- times are getting tough. I could, we could really use some help over here. Yeah, but I asked you to talk to three people about me at work yesterday, and you said no to all three of them. You see, are we saying no to who God wants us to become, meanwhile asking for the benefits of being in the house? You see, God wants something for your life. He wants to do something in your life, but he wants to do something through your life. You see, God wants you to become something bigger, better, and greater, not for your name, but for his, so that the world around us would know the hope of Jesus. What is it we're looking to get from the kingdom, but we're not willing to give to the kingdom? You see, it requires saying yes to your moment. Joshua 2, 12 through 13, Rahab had that same opportunity. Now swear to me, this is Rahab talking again, now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I helped you. You see, she didn't ask for something before she said yes to the moment. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, 
and all their families. You see, she said yes to the moment, which gave her the opportunity to make a request. You see, many of us aren't capitalizing on moments, but we're still trying to make requests. And God is looking for you to become something, someone that would carry the gospel well. Me and my buddy Henry, my, my friend Henry from high school was a straight-up knucklehead, all right? So how many of y'all know some of them? How many of y'all related to one? Ayo. Anyway, so like, my buddy Henry was a straight-up knucklehead. Me and him and a group of us, we all went to this buffet. Now pause on that story real quick. That same buffet, me and my man Aaron over here, there he is, Ayo. Me, him, and our friend Long, we went there one day, and we ate so much sushi at this buffet that the chef quit in the middle of shifts, okay? So... <laughs> Now, I'm paying for that now. But anyways, it was amazing then. I don't know what he said in Japanese, but it was angry, and he threw his towel down and walked out the door. Anyways, so we're at that buffet a different time. Me and my buddy Henry, a group of us. And so we all sit down. We eat. Everyone knows the point of a buffet, right? You're not there for quality. You're there for quantity. Come on, someone. So, like, we're in there. We're doing work, right? We're making sure that they're losing money on our behalf. So we're in there eating. And we finally get done. And we all get up to pay. And Henry's like, yo, I don't have any money. I was like, Okay. Like, I was looking at him like, so what are, we, what are we doing then? Like, are you washing dishes? I don't know how this works for you. <laughs> for you, right? Not for us, for you. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and he was like, what? I just figured one of y'all was going to pay for me. I said, boy, you about to wash my car or something. If we... And so all of us pitched in a couple of dollars to pay for him. But how many of y'all know if you had some friends pop up like that, you'd be like, uh, I'm sorry? So let me get this straight. You, you want to eat with the crew, but you don't want to chip in to help. See, some of y'all already know where this is going. How many of us are trying to eat in the kingdom, but we're not pitching in to help? How many of us are coming to God saying, I really need this, I really need this, I really need this, I really need this. And God's saying, awesome, I, and I, and I want to give those things to you. And so in turn, here's a few things you can do to make sure that the gospel has the greatest opportunity to go forward and impact people's lives. And you're going, I think I forgot my wallet. Sorry, God, I'm all tapped out on time. Are you or do you just have bad priorities? Because my man Henry had some money, y'all. He just didn't have it to spend there. How many of us got time? We just don't put it in the right places. See, how many of us got talents? God has given you amazing abilities to do amazing things that he could use to reach lost people for Jesus. You just haven't quite plugged it into the right arena yet to be able to reach lost people. But can I tell you something? Now, right now, today, is a key moment that if you'll say yes to the moment, then you get to walk out the destiny that's available to you. And then number three, we want you to know that your blessing is rooted in your promise, but your legacy is rooted in your purpose. Your blessing is rooted in your promise, but your legacy is rooted in your purpose. You see, what happens here? It's Rahab was looking at a key opportunity, right? So she sees, and, and even in the story of Rahab, she's a prostitute, right? Which means that more than likely, he, her and her family probably weren't that close, 
right? You would assume that if she was really close to her family, that they would have intervened at some point in this process to change the life opportunity that she had. But in turn, what actually happened is she ends up on this journey into prostitution, which means that her connection to her family had been broken. But when we look at her request, right, what does she say? Make sure that my life and my family's life is spared, which means she was looking for something. But the beauty behind what we're talking about between the difference between your promise and your purpose is that many of us are just trying to get through today how many of you guys have ever been just like god just get me through today right some of y'all mothers are like that was yesterday they were all home at one time it was crazy i just want to no, know but how many of us have ever thought to ourselves god just get me through today just let me get through today. Like, I, just let me not lose my mind. To, help me get through today. You want to know what we're looking for? We're just looking for a promise that says, I'll just get you through today. Like, God, give me something to get me through today. But what if you realize that it's not about getting through today, but it's about looking for purpose for tomorrow. You see, we live our life in this state of like, I just want to be done with today. I just can't wait to get home today. What we don't realize is capitalizing on key moments today give us the opportunity to have purpose for tomorrow. When we stop living life waiting for it to be over, we'll realize that the only reason we're here is to be purposeful while we're in the present. That God wants us to capitalize on today. He wants us to capitalize on tomorrow. And the blessing, getting through this this season might be your promise, but using this season is your purpose. You see, God wants to do something different in your life. So we see Rahab, Joshua 6, 24 through 25. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it, talking about the Israelites. They burned that mug to the ground, just the whole city. But they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And as this was written, she lived among them to this day. You see, all Rahab knew was get me through today. And just get me through today. I know you guys are about to raid this place, just get me through today. But what she didn't realize is when she said yes to that key moment, she didn't just unlock a promise for today, she unlocked a purpose for her legacy. I asked you a question at the beginning, what does a prostitute, a liar, an enemy of Israel, a mother, an ancestor to a king, and Jesus, great, 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 grandmother have in common? It's all the same person. You see, Rahab, if you follow her lineage through the Bible, she actually becomes one of the great grandmother to the 29th power to the Jesus that we serve today. She becomes a mother. And we look to her as actually one of the mothers of our faith is how she's described in many scholars' teachings. A prostitute and a Canaanite woman, an enemy of Israel, becomes one of the mothers of our faith. Why? Because she said yes at the right moment. 
when God put the opportunity in front of her for her to either deny or say yes, she said yes. And I can promise you that it wasn't comfortable because her life would have been on the line. The king and his men showed up to her house. But you want to know what? When she had the revelation, this is who God is. This is my purpose for being here. And there is a promise that's available to me. And now I'm going to connect it to my purpose when I say yes. And what does God want to do in our lives? What does God want to do in and through your life? Because you have the opportunity to create impact and to live a life. It's Mother's Day. So there's three different groups of women that I wanted to acknowledge in this house. Number one, women who have become mothers. I want to encourage you today to cherish every moment with your child, but remember your role in their lives is not to be their best friend. It's not to support every decision they make because they're going to make some stupid ones. It's to pray, lead, and show them the way to the feet of Jesus and connect them to our Savior. That's your job. For women who have lost children, I pray that God wraps you in the love that only he can to give you the peace that only he can. Cherish the love that you have for your child and have lost and weep your tears, mother. But know this, that that same love that you have for that child is how God feels about you. And then for those of you that have yet to have a child, maybe you've been promised one and it hasn't come to pass yet, or maybe it just hasn't been on your radar yet. For those of you that have a promise, I want to encourage you, hold on to your promise that God has given you and walk that journey out. But here's what I know. Mothers, women, and men alike, is that God doesn't need us to birth a child to become a parent. See, God doesn't put you in a position where you have to experience the birth so that you can take on a role of a parent in people's lives. You see, there maybe there's children down the hall. Maybe there's people that walk through our sanctuary that are looking for someone to lead them to the feet of Jesus. You can act as a mother in a person's life that you just met. You can act as a person that's going to lead them, that's going to pray for them. You see, God's desire for all of us is that we would take on a parent mentality for every lost person that doesn't know Jesus and lead them to the place where they could know the Savior that died for them. See, on Mother's Day, we celebrate a mother that becomes a godmother of our faith, becomes, goes from a prostitute to the lineage of Jesus, all because she said yes to the right moment. She let go of who she used to be, and she looked to who God wanted her to be. But above and beyond all of that is that every single one of us have an opportunity to capitalize on our moments and say yes to who God is calling us to be. Who is it that Jesus wants you to be today, and what is it that's standing in your way? You want to know what's standing standing in your way? You. But the beauty of that is the only thing you have to do to get beyond where you're at and say yes to who Jesus is calling you to is say yes and say amen. How many guys are ready to become who God has called you to be today? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for who you are in our life. We thank you who you've destined us to be. We thank you, Father, for purpose 
So God, I pray that you release destiny, you release purpose into people's lives. Father, you show each one of us, God, that your desire is that we would know more of you and fall more in love with you. We thank you today. If you're in this room, and maybe you're far from God. Maybe you don't know him. You think to yourself, man, I know enough about God to know my life is not right with God. But today I want to know him. Maybe you've tried living life on your own. You recognize that just hadn't worked for you. But today you want to know Jesus. You see, it's pretty simple. The Bible says that we've all sinned. We've all messed up. None of us is righteous or perfect. No, not one. That's what the Bible says. But Jesus loved us so much that the sin in our lives that separated us from God, he said, I want to pay for that so that you could now know God. And today, if you want to know him, there's something on the inside of your heart that's drawing you to the Lord. All you have to do, the Bible says, is we repent of our sin, which means we turn away from it. We don't go back to it again. We look and put our faith in Jesus. And today, if you want to know him, if you want Jesus to take control of your life, all it takes is a simple yes and putting your faith in him that when he died on the cross, he paid for your sins and we surrender our life to him. And today, if that's you, if you're ready to be in a state of surrender, if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, you're ready to let go of that past that we talked about and pursue that purpose, you're ready to let Jesus take control of your life. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I just wanna pray for you today. But you say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready to say yes to Jesus. Would you raise your hand right now and just say, that's me, Pastor. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hands are going up already. God bless you. Once you put them up, you can put it down. Like I said, I'm not going to embarrass you. We just want to pray together. Is there anyone else that says, that's me, Pastor? I'm ready to say yes to Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Is there anyone else that says, that's me, Pastor? I'm ready for a fresh start. And I'm ready for God to take control of my life. Maybe you're watching us online. And you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer together. Now, this prayer, these words don't make you saved. But what we're doing is putting words to the actions of our heart that's saying, I'm saying yes to Jesus and I'm giving him my life. And so we're going to pray this prayer together and the whole church is going to pray it with you so you're not praying it by yourself. And so we're going to acknowledge that we're giving our life to Jesus today. So church, let's pray it with all our brothers and sisters. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean, make me pure, make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later. Through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I wanna follow you. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that perhaps for the first time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.